Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burrigan campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. on us, Lord, as you breathe on those dry bones and they came to life. Father, we pray that you will breathe on us this morning. Breathe life into us. Breathe your spirit in us this morning. Holy Spirit, you are so welcome here this morning. And as we have sung, may your kingdom come. May your will be done in our hearts this morning. Come and awaken us. We come together in the mighty name of Jesus to worship, to honour, and to glorify you. Open our hearts this morning to your word. Speak to us, we pray. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus. And the church said... Amen, amen. Please be seated. It's so good to be here this morning and welcome, welcome to our visitors and newcomers. Welcome online. Thank you. I know you are joining in from all around the world and uh, thank you so much for joining us. May the Lord bless us with his presence this morning and uh, with his word. I just want to thank you to all our volunteers, our worship team, the AVL team, the parking team, the coffee team. You guys are fantastic. And um, yeah, thank you for your love and your servant hearts. Uh, we need more. We want you to be involved as well. If you, haven't, if you aren't involved in parking or anything, I want to encourage you to be involved and be part of this amazing family that we call Mounties Home. All right, as we come to the word um, for today, let me share this with you. Last Friday, I had the privilege of sending my daughter off to Japan for an exchange program. There she is. And there's some young adults there to send her off. Um, She's going off. She's the one in the white in the middle with the mask. Anyway, she's going there to study for a year. And uh, we had some, yeah, oh, oh. Um, Well... It was, it was a time of mixed feeling. I was excited for her, and I had a whole, this whole week of roller coaster, right, of, um, yeah, ups and downs. I'm going to miss her, and uh, I know she's watching online. If she's not, I'll be, oh, that's it. Um, yes. <clears throat> anyway, the scripture says, do not be anxious, and I know that, um, but seeing her off was a mixed feelings. And uh, I know some of you have loved ones overseas, uh, maybe interstate on different parts of the towns or cities here in Perth, and you know exactly how I feel. And now I know how you feel. So, well, the passage that we're about to read, the disciples find themselves in a similar situation. Um, Jesus had foretold of his death, And it was the night of the Passover, and Jesus had washed their feet. They ate the Passover meal, and they were told that one of them would actually betray Jesus. They were informed that all of them would desert him. 
And as Peter stood there saying, well, I will lay down my life for you, he was told that actually you will disown me three times. And there's silence. Well, I believe there was silence. This awkward silence. And then Jesus breaks that silence. Knowing what's going on in their hearts and in their minds, Jesus says this, and this is our passage for today. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so... I should keep reading. Would, hey, can we go back? Hey, thank you. Would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Amen. Jesus breaks the silence with these comforting words. Do not let your heart be troubled. Well, we live in an anxious world. Around the world, we, li- we see and hear of wars, natural and moral evils. There's civil unrest because of indiv- individuals seeking power or misuse of that power. That's around the world. And then there's things that are going on in our personal lives. Things happening in our personal lives that unsettles us, that disrupts us. We hear of interest rates consistently rising. Cost of living is going up. We live in anxious times. But Jesus says, do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. Believe in me. In the midst of all that is going on around the world and in our lives, God says, do not let your heart be troubled. And we need to make that decision not to be troubled, not to be troubled by what we face today. As the psalmist says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall not fear evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Even though we live in anxious times, we can find comfort in our Father. And in the passage that we have just read, let's share three promises to find comfort during these anxious times. Now the first promise is that we will once again dwell with the Father. Jesus promises that he will go and prepare a place for us, that he will come back and take us to be with him and with the Father. Now, this is covenant language. In the beginning of creation, humanity dwelt with God. However, through the original sin, we had lost that relationship with God. And throughout the Old Testament, the covenant relationship between God and his chosen people, Israel, is spoken of as a marriage covenant, a marriage between God and his bride, Israel. And in the New Testament, the church is depicted as the bride and Jesus as the groom. 
And as Jesus says, I will go and prepare a room and come back for you, the disciples would have understood this in this context of a marriage. Now, culturally, two families will come together and there will be a marriage agreement between the families. The husband then will go back with his father to his father's house and prepare a room to come back to get his wife and to live in the father's house. That's what happened culturally. They might add an extension, like a granny flat, to the house. But that's what would happen. The husband then would go with the father, prepare a place to live with his bride. When ready, he would return. But it wasn't when he was ready. It was actually when the father was ready. Only when the father of the house says, let's go and get your bride, it, will be, it could be in the middle of the day or it could be in the middle of the night. The father would say, okay, we're ready, let's go. Then the husband and the father and the entourage would go and get their bride. The bride had to be ready. Doesn't matter what time of day, had to be ready. I wonder what that's saying about us. If Jesus is coming back, he says he's coming back, and we are his bride, are we ready? Are we preparing ourselves for that great wedding celebration? Well, only the Father knew the time, and when they come for the bride, so Jesus says these words, and the disciples would have understood it in this context. And they would have known what Jesus meant. Remember, they only had the Old Testament. They knew the covenant of the marriage covenant, right? Understanding in that context. And, and his disciples would have known. And once the groom arrives, the bride better have been ready. And if she was, there would be great celebration, a wedding celebration after which the couple will return to the father's house and dwell there. And this is the promise that Jesus, though departing now, will return for his bride and there will be a great celebration. And we will dwell with him in heaven with our father. That is a promise. And no matter what is happening in and around our lives, in our neck of the woods or around the world, the promise is that Jesus will return, that he will take our weak mortal bodies and in, in an instant change them into the glorious bodies like his, glorious bodies like his, using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. And he will take us and we will dwell with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in perfect unity with them in his dwelling place. Amen. Amen. Second promise that we know the, the way to the Father. Second promise is that we know the way to the Father or the dwelling place where the Father dwells. But Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And in Jesus' time, people believed and worshipped in many gods. 
They believed in many gods. Most people today don't believe in as many gods. But what we do believe is that there are many ways to God. And that God can mean different things to different people. That's what the world believes. That there are many ways to God and can mean different things to different people. Now, this is what's called a truth claim. And all, all truth claim, not only the Christian truth claim, all truth cl- claims are exclusive in nature, for there is only one truth. Everything has to be a lie. And the truth claim made by Jesus here is that he is the way, the only way, the truth and the life, that Jesus is the only way by which we can come to the Father, there is no other way. There is no other way. It is an exclusive statement. And if you here, some of you, have a different point of view, I love to sit down with you. I love coffee. And I want, we want to chat. I don't want to convert you. I want to hear your heart. I want to hear from you. Why? I want to have conversation with you. But if you're in that place, or if you're finding it a bit, dip, a, a bit appeal to swallow this morning, I want to encourage you to stay, have a chat with someone. I'll be in the front. Come and talk to me, please, before you go today. Now, what we believe here in the church is that we believe is that Jesus is the only way to the Father. And Jesus simply does not teach us to the way or points us to the way, but he is the way. And that wipes away any other proposed way to the Father, as the world might suggest. You know, good works, other religions or religious ceremonies, rituals, gifts, going uh, offerings, living a good life, does not lead us to the Father. Only Jesus leads us to the Father. Jesus is the only way, for he was the one. He was the only one who took on the sins of the world upon himself and bore the punishment that we deserved, that we deserved, and the judgment that we deserved. He was the only one who did that for us. And he's the one who paved the way. And he is the way. First Peter twenty-four, uh, sorry, First Peter two twenty-four says, Jesus reconciled us to God by bearing our sins upon Himself, and the wrath of God was satisfied. It was satisfied. Jesus is not only the way to God; He is the truth of God, and He is the life. Of God. Now, let me close this point with a quote from Thomas Kempis. You follow me. I am the way and the truth and the life. Without the way, there is no going. Without the truth, there is no knowing. Without life, there is no living. I am the way which you must follow, the truth which you must believe the life for which you must hope. I am the inviolable way, the infallible truth, the never-ending life. 
I am the straightest way, the sovereign truth, life true, life blessed, life uncreated. If you remain in my way, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free, and you shall lay hold to eternal life. Jesus is the only way. For he is the embodiment of truth and the one who gives life. Which leads us to the final promise that we will know the Father. We will know the Father. Now we don't have to wait to be with the Father face to face to know him. We can know him today. If you really know me, says in verse 7, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Jesus came into the world and revealed the Father and has been doing so throughout his ministry. For us to know Jesus is actually to know the Father. And for us to see Jesus is actually to see the Father. John 1.18 says, No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father has made him known to us. And this depth of knowing, this depth of knowing that Jesus is referring to in our text is not a superficial understanding of this ethereal God that's far distant. What Jesus is talking about is one that is deep, that is personal, and that is intimate with the Father. The one that he knows and he has had from eternity. Jesus is saying, you can have that. And you should have that. Because you know me, you have seen me, you will have that. And the presence that would have crushed us in the past, that presence dwells in us, revealing that truth on a daily basis, every hour, every minute, every second of the day. When we look to Jesus, we see the Father, and we can know that. Revealing himself to us in the most intimate way, as a husband knows his wife, that we may know and be known by the Father God through his Son, who are one. How amazing is that promise? We don't have to wait. We can know that now. We can have that today. So the promise is that we will know the Father in a deep and personal way. So to conclude, and before we partake in communion, here's a question. Here's a question. Is your heart troubled? Is your heart troubled? Is there something in your life that is brewing or that, that you are facing, something that you're going through? Is your heart troubled? Well, whatever that you are facing. Let's not let our heart be troubled. But let's trust in Jesus. Let's trust in God. 
For Jesus, the Son of God, in his death, resurrection, and ascension, promises us that one day he will be back. He will be back. And he will take us to him to dwell with him forever, for all eternity. And he says, I've done that. I've paved the way. And I am the only way to do that. There's nothing else in this world can do that. We can go out searching. We can go out for solutions. We can go out to the bookshop and look for self-help books. But that's not going to pave the way. That's not going to lead us to the Father. The only way to the Father was through the cross, and Jesus has already done that for us. And as we look at the Son, we see the Father and the way to and the way have been made that we may know the Father and to be known by him in the most intimate way. For Jesus gave up his life that we may have eternal life. And when the kingdom of God is restored, a new heaven, a new earth, in its glory, we will be with him. We will be with him. And Jesus says, my dear child, what troubles you? What troubles you? Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in me. Let me pray. Lord, are there here those who are going through difficult times, who have troubled hearts? Father, you know who they are and what they're going through and what they're facing. Merciful, loving, compassionate Father, we give them into your care. May your peace, which transcends all understanding, guard their hearts and their minds in Christ Jesus. that their troubled hearts will find peace, that they'll be comforted by you and your promises. And may those troubled hearts sing praises to glorify, to honour you in the midst of what they're going through. For you are a faithful God. And your promises will sustain us, will strengthen us, and will keep us, bring us back on our feet, that our troubled hearts will be no more, but we will have peace knowing the sovereignty of who you are. So Lord, we thank you that you will bring that into each and every single one of our lives, even though we might not face anything now, even whatever we face in the future, Help us to have peace in that. And help us to trust in your promises as we face each day here on this side of eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. 
Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.